All right, let's see if I can figure out how to intro this. <sighs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to our first official Smells Like Teen Angst podcast, ladies. We did it. We're doing it. Podcast. Wow. I know. Like, we've only been promising that we would have continued What the Forks in some capacity for like a year and a half. And here we are. <laughs> Look, we all have day jobs. What do you expect? These things take time. They do. We played with so many ideas of how to extend it, how to make it a thing. And, you know, I think we have finally semi settled on something. So we moved it over to it Smells Like Teen Inks since it's the name of the channel. And we're going to still do fun YA, fun fan fiction, things that hopefully have movies that go along with them. But, you know, we like to break rules, so we'll break rules every now and again. The rules don't stop us. <laughs> no one likes rules. Rules are bad. What the fuck are rules? <laughs> <laughs> so our first one, if you listen to our announcement, or even if you didn't, I'm still going to tell you what we're doing. So... um I got inspired because I saw over the pandemic, I got obsessed with the after series. Um, I never read the books, but I watched the movies after interviewing uh, hero finds Tiffin. And I was like, what is this movie? Everyone's so obsessed about who, who is this character? He keeps bringing up in this interview and I loved it. So I saw that another movie was coming out from Wattpad that is called perfect addiction. And I was like, well, this sounds fun. It's MMA. The trailer pulled me in. And I was like, let's try that. Let's read Perfect Addiction. So our first episode is that. Hello, by Claudia Tran. Is that correct? Not Tran, Tan. Tan, Claudia Tan. Thank you for the correction, Kiki. I appreciate <laughs> you. I can only imagine the email. Um, so let's just talk a little bit about the premise of this book. And then I just want to get your overall thoughts before we kind of dive into everything. Um, basically, we have this girl, Sienna, who is an MMA trainer. She's dating this guy, Jax, who's like the best fighter in the underground. And then she walks in on this man who she's been with for a few years, banging her sister. I was like, I'm in. <laughs> so now this becomes a revenge story where she wants to take the guy that almost beat Jax, train him to become the best fighter, and take him down for her revenge. And I'm all about a revenge story. I like a revenge story. So yeah, yeah that's basically it, right? That's the gist. That's, that's basically the whole book. That's all that happens. Um, so when reading this book, overall thoughts, opinions, did you enjoy it? Was it not your jam, Jordan? I'm going to start with you. So I knew going into it this was going to be a tough sell for me because I'm not necessarily a sports person and I particularly don't like MMA like just really don't fucking like it don't like boxing don't like to see people beat each other up so I knew this was going to be a hard sell for me and boy howdy yeah. was it <laughs> yeah this didn't do it for me it just didn't do it for me yeah I don't like fighting and things like that either but I was more in thought I could get more invested into the characters and the revenge plot than anything. And I won't lie, when fighting happens, I can't imagine it in my brain because I don't like it. So I skimmed a lot of that. Yeah. Well, I'm probably the only person in here who did not finish the book. I only <laughs> had two chapters left. <laughs> okay. There's a flash forward at the end. I didn't get to it because I just couldn't punish myself any further. I was saying 
I don't know about you guys, my reader girls out there, but you know, like every Twilight girl, my transition directly was into rom-coms and then a little smut because that's fun. And um, there is this one author, her name's Colleen Hoover, who I don't like. Controversy. Controversial. This was giving me Colleen Hoover flashbacks. And I think that's just why I couldn't get invested. And look, I've read like three or four Colleen Hoover books. I've tried, but I just don't like characters who are effed up for the sake of being effed up. You know, I need resolve. Uh huh. And I just could not find that in this book. I hear you. The smut wasn't even that good, y'all. No, I was gonna say I think y'all are too healed for books like this. I'm able to go back because, like, I'm not gonna say I, I'm not gonna say I loved it. I didn't love it, but I also didn't hate it. I didn't think it was like I've read worse. Let me, you know, I've read way worse books. Um, but I could get into it and I could enjoy it. And I was like, oh, this gets kind of sexy. Oh, these are really cute moments. And I could flash back to like, man, if I was 16 and reading this, I would have loved it. So I'm able to put myself back in that mindset. So I guess I'm just not as healed as the two of you. Are you saying that the book was like the new SZA album? Can't relate. Yeah. Are you? This was not a SZA album, okay? <laughs> Like I, you know, I like a strong girl character. I like men who have issues. We, I mean, you know, and that's, that's, it's fine. It's fine. Um, but yeah, I didn't hate it as much as the two of you did. And it's a strong uh, word. I think indifference would be. Yeah. Well, I mean, you didn't even finish it, Kiki. So I feel like that's more than a difference. I finished you it. You acted like you were being waterboarded having to read this book. You know, I used it as a bedtime book for six weeks. And I think that because I wasn't really gelling with it, my brain just kind of took the route of we're supposed to sleep after we've read a little bit of this book. And, <laughs> you know, that's just what it became. I would get sleepy when I would read it. Uh, so this book also had a movie that went along with it that I actually think, like when reading the book, I don't know if you guys did this, but knowing we were going to watch a movie, when there was like training sequences or fights, I was like, oh, this is all going to be montaged. So I just like was like, skip, I skipped, I skimmed a lot because I didn't need all the descriptions of like the training and the moves and things like that. Because like you guys said, I don't need the fighting. I'm not into the fighting. So I'm just like, cool, she's training him. Let's find the next plot point. Um, I didn't do that. And now I kind of have regrets because I feel like maybe I would have enjoyed the book more had I done that because they just spent so much time describing fighting and I just didn't care. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm not a good skimmer at all. So I totally just straight up read every painstaking little minute of it. And um, yeah, I wish I skimmed through the fights, but I kept thinking I was going to get some like breakthrough information there. So it kept me from skimming. You know, I did not rush through this at all. I took my time, every word, every little like lean in close between dialogues, which I was just like, oh my God. Um, I don't know what kind of magical information you thought you would get during a fight. <laughs> so I just think that's really funny. Uh, but let's talk about some plot points throughout this. So Beth, they and the movie changes because they killed off a lot of characters in the movie, which I understand. Oh, yeah. 
for streamlined purposes. Um, but as far as the book, like, I, I actually just, enjoyed the movie more because it was more streamlined. I thought they did a really good job with the movie. Yeah. Yeah. I think that they rushed. They, they did a little like good and bad for me with the love story in the movie. Like I love that. She, like in this book, she falls for Caden almost immediately after getting out of this three year abusive relationship. And I'm like, that's real fast, girl. That doesn't make sense to me. So I appreciate the movie didn't put all that sexual tension up front and it got earned later. And I think that just makes more sense. Yeah. I appreciated that in the movie so much too, because the minute it started happening in the book, I was just like, you were in a three year relationship. Like I understand you're mad, but girl, like my heart would really just be so focused on revenge too much into stratosphere of anger to like even look at another dude that way, no matter how much they liked me. So yeah, it was hard for me. <laughs> yeah. I think they did that. Great. I don't like that. We did not get Brent and what's that boy's name? Evans. Evans. I wanted more Brent and Evans. We didn't any of that. Yeah, I loved that. Personally, I loved them in the book. I liked seeing, you know, Evans being such a fuck boy and then but realizing he had such feelings for Brent and I wanted their love story. And I didn't love the change in the book uh, from the book to the movie that the wedding is their wedding because that is that's so different and I think so pivotal when their wedding happens in the book. Which I have not read. <laughs> I agree with you, but also, okay, no, here's the thing. Also, I did not care. I did not care about seeing his parents at all, not even a little bit. So I didn't care that they were gone from the movie. Like when they were in the book, I'm like, this is such a waste of a plot point. Like it is just angst for the sake of angst. It's trying to make Sienna feel more layered and I just don't care. That's fair. The, the book and the movie, I think were guilty of the very same sin which is they did a lot of telling and not showing. Yes. Absolutely. But for me, <laughs> my biggest qualm with the movie, which is going to seem so ridiculous, but they made the characters poor. Like- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's so true, though. I imagined a little bit of grandeur. You know, they went to BU. Boston University is such a good school and an expensive school, you know, in this book. And, you know, they just, the way they described people, I don't know. I just really did not see in my mind anything compared to what the movie showed me. And the movie, like, definitely doled it all down and made it in, like, a very accessible human way. And it was no longer rich kids. MMA fighting for the sake of it, you know? Um, but yeah, I was just like, Oh, absolutely. I agree with you, Kiki. Cause like, you know, we, when we were watching it, we were talking about it and like they, when they go visit Sienna's family, he makes that, Oh, you're like 90210 rich comment. Like she has money. She went to a good college. She dropped out to follow her dreams you know, Caden also comes from a an affluent family. And I did not imagine when they described Caden's apartment when she went. It, to me, should have been so pristine and clean and looked like a model home. Not this, like, single bachelor pad of a guy who doesn't clean up after himself. Yeah. 
the bachelor pad resonated with me, but it being dirty did not resonate because in the book, Caden was so particular. Yes. That it just didn't seem like he would have like just shit everywhere he did in the movie. And on the note of the side character, everybody being so poor in the movie, I will say it bothered me that their little neighbor girl, Kara, who they definitely shrank her role, she has money in the book. Yeah. They all have money. So it bothered me that she was driving a little hoopty that wouldn't even start. And she was a waitress at the diner. Yeah. Like, I don't she, understand these choices because I, I don't think making them semi-affluent doesn't make them relatable. No, not at all. And I think... Kara's character, like, I can understand if there was, like, a single hot brooding guy in my building, and I had a best friend in the building, and, you know, like, we try to talk to this guy, he's around our age, and he just does not want to play ball, and then you see another girl move in, and you're like, oh, he has a girlfriend, oh, no, you're just a friend, like, I'd totally be trying to orchestrate that, I'd be like, I'm gonna befriend her so I can befriend him, because I need to learn this guy's story, because he's hot, and he's strong and he's weird. Like, why are, you, why are you in the back apartment where no one can, like, talk to you? And, yeah, yeah I just didn't imagine that. Maybe because my apartment is technically the back apartment, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's not in any way or state, you know, not a decent apartment for my city. It's just the back of the building. So I can't hear people and people don't bother me. Like, right. I feel like that's how I saw Caden. I was just like, yeah, you know, he's in his own world. Yeah. He's just like the hot weird guy that you're just like, who is that? Why won't I just need to see who he is. Um, I need to talk about some of the, like some other characteristic changes. So like we know that Jack's, is an asshole. He's irredeemable in the book, even though at the end, which I hate, um, just FYI for those listening, we will not be doing this in order. We are just discussing. Um, I hate that she forgives him. I hate that he has a slight redemption arc. I think that's nonsense. Um, but I do like in the movie that they gave us more backstory to them. Like we got to see them like kind of fall in love and how they met and see how mm -hmm. they, they like injured him which i was worried that it was going to be to give him an excuse for cheating which they didn't do they just used it more so to show how much she did for him and make it even a, not just and make it a bigger betrayal than just him sleeping with her sister which is like but he does he does try to use it as an excuse against her though which really pissed me off when he said it which i guess is the point i guess you know like we're supposed to be angry at him but I was so irritated that they pulled that out of their butt. And they're like, oh, well, he was a hurt little baby. You can't you know, just let him go. He's a hurt little baby. He's a garbage human. They uh, made Beth so unforgiving. I know. The movie, I don't love that they did that. Beth was so much more like upset and sad about the things that she did, but not going to stop. And in the movie, she was just not sympathetic or empathetic. She was such a bitch. Uh-huh. She was so annoying in the movie. I wanted to punch her in the face. Yeah. Like, I was already annoyed with her in the book, like, uh, like coming to school to go find her, to talk to her. But then instead for the movie, they change it that they're both there and, like, making out together. And, like, she comes up and doesn't yes. even care that her sister doesn't care. Yeah. Yeah. Like, those are the little changes. I was like, Beth, like, I don't know about y'all, though. I have a sister. And if this whole thing happened, she would be dead to me. Like, dead. I don't, blood is not thicker than water. Blood doesn't matter. She's dead to me. 
Absolutely. Listen, I have brothers, but I fought with them over the last. I have fought with them and I've spoken to them for months over the last. So there's no way. Exactly. I've no way. I've stopped talking to my siblings for uh, smaller things, you know? So for this, yeah, definitely. Dead. Dead as a doornail. Like, goodbye. Yeah. It'd be so dead if they ever did something like that to me. Also, in the book, friends knew that this was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, they would not be friends. No. Like they would every I would be alone before I ever associated with any of those people again. Mm-hmm. I'd be finding some new friends. Yeah. How would you keep quiet when you saw such betrayal taking right? place? Like, I I don't get it because I at like the like the the bare minimum that I've seen is I saw a friend's partner on Bumble. And I immediately reached out and I was like, hey, are you and so-and-so still together? Mm-hmm. And in, it's happened to me twice. In one instance, she said, no, we broke up a couple of months ago. I just haven't told anyone. And I said, oh, okay, cool. I'm so sorry. Um, forget I ever asked. I'm going to mind my business because I don't want to make things worse for you. And in the other instance, the person told me, we've thrown around the idea of being open, but that discussion hasn't you know, come to a complete stop. And I said, well, girl. Let me tell you this then, because yeah. I saw what I saw, and I'm not going to be quiet about it. Mm-hmm. So I I agree with you, Jordan. Like, so I've had a few instances where this has happened. One, I literally had the conversation with a coworker, like a coworker friend, at work about if you saw something, they would want to know. And I literally went home that night and was on Tinder and saw her boyfriend, and I was like, well. And I screen grabbed it and I sent it to her. And I said, because we had this specific conversation, I'm sending this to you. I've also had the other side of it where um, I told someone and that person blamed me and were no longer my friend because I let them know about their partner, you know? So it's like, for me, it's like a case by case basis. I feel like these are conversations you have to have with friends or family to be like, hey, if I see something, you want me to say something or like, no. Yeah, totally. I've had uh, friendships and relationships break up because I've drawn attention to the fact that of their partner's infidelity. Like, hey, you're getting played, girl. And they were just like, no, you're no, I'm not. Mind your business. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I was just trying to be a good. Yeah. You're like, cool, cool, cool. Um, yeah. Can we also like, uh, talk about a little bit of these nicknames? Are these nicknames a thing? Like in Twilight, we had Spider Monkey, right? And in this book, we have Lucky and Princess. Is this a thing? Yeah, definitely. Especially romance books, for sure. Exactly, Kiki. I feel like it may not be such a thing in real life, but I feel like in romance novels, it's 100% a thing. It's like a way for them to show intimacy yeah but even before we ever like you know um we're in a relationship i had already nicknamed you you're already my pet you know right it's supposed to make your heart flutter because i've also seen the trailer for that uh dylan sprouse movie beautiful disaster and he calls her pigeon and i was like this has to be a thing this has to be a thing and everyone's gonna be like (laughs) you know i don't know i don't know Mm -hmm. i don't know i also like that's the that's what I thought this book was. What are you saying? I watched that Dylan Sprouse trailer, and when you described this book to me, I was like, "Oh, like the Dylan Sprouse movie." Okay, so those 
even though we had already watched this trailer it, as well. Girl, it had blanked out, like completely erased in my mind, which was kind of fun because when I started reading this book, I didn't have movie characters to play the roles, you know? So I made it my own people. Mm-hmm. And I was really surprised when I watched the movie and I was like, oh, I was kind of close or I-, I went way off. This isn't who I would have picked, but it works, you know, like it was fun. You know, what's funny is that I watched the trailer and then I read the book and I watched the movie. And even though I had seen the trailer, every when I was reading the book, I was like, I feel like Sienna don't look like that girl in the movie. It just doesn't work for me. So I just imagined a different girl. And then I watched the movie and I'm like, yeah, this girl doesn't work. Yes. I, my Sienna was so different. <laughs> she worked perfectly for me because I, in my head that this girl had to be like, and I can never remember her name. It's the girl from Fast and the Furious and she's in the Dungeons and Dragons movie right now. What is her name? Michelle Rodriguez? Michelle yeah, Rodriguez. Like, to me, that's who this is. It's a girl. It's a woman who is strong and not like, she's not your typical like hot girl because she's got to be on par with these guys. She's the type of girl that these men kind of go for. That isn't a fan. <laughs> yeah. That's the difference. She can't look like an MMA fan. True. Yeah. So to me, she was perfect. She's not going to be the hot girl with her tits out. She's going to be the girl that wears no makeup, is strong and like strong willed and pretty, but not like the that dress cleans up nice. You know what I mean? Yeah. I For some reason in my head, she was like, a Florence Pugh, Scarlett Johansson, um, Gal Gadot hybrid, you know? Like, she was strong. She was hot. She was badass. She looked like a, like she could fight, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> I made this list of, like, women who can fight in my head and, like, aren't mean, you know? But they could probably be trans. Yeah. You know? yeah. That's what I went for. What did you picture, Jordan? Um, somewhere, um, somewhere in between like Florence Pugh and Tessa Thompson as Valkyrie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if that makes any sense. Yeah, no, it absolutely does. I get that. I get that. Um, I want to kind of talk about some of these like conversations they have because when Jack, like this whole time while Jax is still sleeping with her sister is trying to get back with her, which is such typical behavior of a person like him Mm. you know and i love that he's like trying to win her back and then is like excusing himself and being like because i was scared of real relationships santa and you're like sir right be a grown-up let's grow up a little bit like i've heard these conversations whether they've happened to me or they've happened to my friends like i know this guy i've seen this guy i've probably dated this guy Mm -hmm. you know um Yeah, Jax was so manipulative and people like that. And I I told you, like, this probably comes from my Colleen Hoover hate. Like, I see a person (laughs) controversial. Controversial. I've never read it. I have no opinion. I see a person like that immediately. And like all my red flags are just like up. They're like, absolutely not. You're so stupid. Stop it. Oh, yeah. Back in the day, I would have been so attracted to Jackson. Now I'm way too grown for that. And I'm like, get behind me, Satan. Mm-hmm. Like, look, I'm still attracted to Jax, but I would sleep with Jax. We would not have a relationship. <laughs> yeah. Fair. Just, you know what I mean? 
Um, <laughs> I also think it's so gross because it actually reminds me of this TikTok video I saw like a while ago where he called, says that being with Beth, he's with her because like she's easier and naive. Mm-hmm. And when men describe women like that, it makes me want to throw up. It makes my skin And fall. it is, ugh. when you, I don't know if you saw this video, but it was like a podcast of people talking about why men date younger women. And the guy was just basically saying the same thing because they're easier. And they're like, oh, you like to manipulate women? And he's like, no, I don't want to manipulate them. But like, you know, they don't really have their own opinions yet, so they can agree with mine. You know what I mean? Like, that's the conversation. And I'm like, that's so gross. And that is exactly what men, some men do. Mm-hmm. So gross. So I appreciate, like, that kind of storyline. Because a book like this is going to reach a lot of readers of all ages. Mm-hmm. And I think Beth is supposed to be, and they did, I think, did a good job of this in the movie, of showing Beth is where Sienna was when they started dating and Mm -hmm. then watching what is happening with her sister. Now she can see it and she can now see the warning signs of what Mm -hmm. happened and where she shouldn't be. And I think, I'm hoping that younger readers see Beth as a warning sign so that you don't date men like Jax. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel so bad for Beth and the book. And then in the movie, I was like, well, you get what you get, bitch. You know, like, right in the like, movie, I was like, fuck you and your hair, Beth. Uh-huh. I loved that line, though. She's like, oh, your hair looks stupid. That's what Jax wanted you to do. <laughs> you know what I mean? She's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I thought that was really funny. Um, this valentine's day club thing that they go to in the book that doesn't happen in the movie i thought was hilarious because what club plays slow music girl i don't i've never been to one i'm just wondering if you guys have only a high school dance girl (laughs) (laughs) yeah not realistic i've been to many 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 clubs and um yeah i feel like the writer has never been to a club or maybe not a club in los angeles yeah, I don't. Maybe they do that. Maybe they play slow dances like in Canada or in the Midwest. I don't know. Someone tell me. Someone let me know because I was very confused by this slow dance number that happened. Yeah, we, we are real traditional LA girls, <laughs> California gals. Yeah. You know, we had our school dances, but they weren't like sock hops. Like, come on, we like uh, we are. Sadie Hawkins was always a blacklight dance and we had themes like Euro underground. Like, yeah, you know, there was a level of trash because the internet Mm -hmm. and California. (laughs) A level of trash. Like maybe it's like an underage club thing. Cause that's a thing, you know, I don't know. Maybe I was an underage club promoter. So no, it's not a thing. Yeah. I vaguely remember going to the underage club and that didn't happen there either. Like, I was just no. trying to find a reason, okay? Let me... Yeah. Um, oh you're selling tickets to Strawberry Sunday. It's like, come on, guys. Bubba Sparks is performing. Chris Brown's going to be there. <laughs> it's going to be a good old time without alcohol <laughs> and X's on your hands. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, those clubs were so creepy because they really just corralled us, like, underage girls and boys into, like, a small section with yeah. stickers. And then there were still 21 up people in the club at the same time. Like it was yep. basically a pedo's fantasy. Ugh. I really think that now that I'm older and it really disturbs me. Yeah. That's yeah. Not how mine were like after a certain time, all the, anyone under 21 had to leave and then they allowed 21 and up. So that's creepy. 
<laughs> no, ours were everybody there at the same time. And I remember like being in sorority and taking some girls to an underage club for somebody's birthday. And I remember forcing them all to get back in the car and leave because some old grown man hit on my 19-year-old sorority sister. And I was like, uh-uh, not tonight, not while I'm around. Everybody's going not, home. Not while I'm around. Also, I don't know how old Jax is, but he should not be banging this 18-year-old sister. Anyway, moving on. A, um, a couple things that weren't in the movie that I wish they were. Um, I, I wish that they had allowed Julian to become Caden's trainer. Mm -hmm. I don't think that lessens Sienna as a trainer. I think that, you know, because at this point he had really fallen for her and she was his weakness, which they allowed Julian to call out. And if he's distracted by her, he could absolutely die Mm -hmm. in an MMA ring. So I, I wish that they had kept that. The other scene I wish they had kept was the paintball scene. Me too. I thought it was so cute, the paintball scene. And again, this that probably exited in the fact that they lessened who Kara was and her involvement and the relationship and the come together. Like she was that final push. She saw the tension as a friend and mm-hmm. she was like, well, we're doing this with our boyfriends and you should invite him. You know, yeah. she orchestrated it. She did, but I feel like they still could have done it because they made Brent and Evans such small characters too that they could have made them more involved and showed their friendship because I I loved the moments of them when they would just show up into Caden's apartment and she's like, why are you here? Mm-hmm. And they like, mm-hmm. I thought those were really fun and cute and character development and it showed their relationships together. It showed Caden and Brent being brothers more, you know what I mean? Or Evans being like their best friend and having a key. They easily could have done that, done the paintball scene and had the whole love confession there instead of turning it into this awkward jog. Exactly. That like, and it comes out of nowhere. Yeah, totally. And when I was in my early twenties, my siblings and my best friend did have keys to my apartment. So I was just like, yeah, I got keys to my sister's apartment right now. I can show up whenever I want. I relate to this because I would literally come home sometimes and my whole apartment would be clean and my food would be ate. And I'd like call someone and be like, what happened? And they would be like, oh, I had a few hours to kill and I was in your area. And so I stopped by your place to watch TV, but then it was so dirty. I cleaned and I was like, (laughs) thanks. Yeah. I wish that was still in there. We still had like the painting of the walls scene, which I think is the least interesting of the cute moments that could have happened. Mm-hmm. Same. I really wish they had kept in the paintball because it was just really adorable and it made their relationship make sense. Their relationship comes out of nowhere in the movie. Yeah, because they did such a good job of lessening the sexual tension. Mm-hmm. Like if you're going to lessen it, then you've got to also like, creep it back in and they never really creeped it back in except for in that paint painting the wall scene i was like cool give me the painting the wall and then give me a day and then give me the paintball yeah there was also one notice that i specifically gravitated towards in that scene the painting scene is that um kaden was the one who pulled away from her and in the book she's the one beth is the one not beth oh my god oh my god kiki see see (laughs) is the one who pulls away and i understood that because she is still grieving the loss of relationship she still is focused on her revenge Mm -hmm. and she doesn't want to complicate things so it made sense 
you know, it, but instead she sees Caden as like this wounded soldier, you know, who needs yeah. a brighter life and needs happiness and needs, you know, to come out of his shell and share with her. And yeah. she's just trying to make his place a little more vibrant and not let her feelings, at least her, like little heads feelings complicated. <laughs> her little, her little <laughs> heads feelings. I like that's what she called it. Uh, but then after the paintball scene, we get their first sex scene. And uh, while it's not like overly spicy, I thought it was a decent level of spicy. And I thought that, and I don't have the book on me. I need it. Where's the book? Because um, the way that she described his penis was so funny to me and all i know is it's on page 262 <laughs> if anyone has the book in front of them Dude, I just... hang on let me see if i can pull it up really quick 262 um i'm way off about Caden jr i've never been more wrong about something in my entire life Caden <laughs> jr Oh my God. Yeah, you're right. That's terrible. <laughs> That's awful. <laughs> I just remember reading it and dying because I just thought it was so funny. It's just so wildly unsexy. Caden Jr. sounds like his son or a dog at best. Yeah, like no one wants I mean, maybe someone does. Maybe someone wanted to be a junior. I don't know. Um, I'm saying, like, even the smut in this book was miserable. Uh, I didn't think it was miserable, but I also don't read a lot of smut. So I was like, this is fine. This is enough. This is fine. Oh, like, I, it do. Made me, I It do. made me blush a little bit. Um, you know, so when it came to the sexy scenes in the movie, I was expecting some some scenes, some chemistry, some like even the scenes in after are very, are like pretty risque. I don't know if you guys have seen the after movies. If not, do yourself a favor. At least watch the first one. Um, you really don't have to watch anything after that. Um, so when it came to these, I was like, they. I thought they were shot terribly because you can't see anything that's going on other than the heavy breathing of their mouths. And then you get the one scene in the shower where I was like, oh, that's what I was expecting the whole time. Yeah. The sexiest scenes in the movie, or like the scenes that showed the most, were the thing in the shower, which was pretty hot. But then the scene of Jackson and Beth, and I was like, of all the sex that I wanted to see graphically in this movie, it wasn't this. <laughs> yeah, it, no. It just didn't hit. And even like the flashbacks to sex with Jax, she's so hung up on Jax, even though he treated her horrible, because good dick is hard to forget. Okay. Like, it is. Listen, you lady. know. So every flashback, because like, look at that man. They cast him well. I'm just going to say that. I looked at him. I said, <laughs> yep. Um, you know, I get it. I get it, Sienna. I understand. Oh, oh I fully agree. Because I will say Jack's in my head, and you can blame Sons of Anarchy for this, was definitely a Charlie Hunnam type. Yes! <laughs> and so when I turned, on the, I turned on the movie, and I was like, oh, yes, a Charlie Hunnam type. Yeah. yeah. It was a uh, Cam. What's his name? Cam. Yeah, Cam Gianti from Cam Twilight. Twilight. <laughs> you know, it was given. 
I was like, this is exactly what I imagined. And yeah, um, yeah for sure. You, you may forget the bad parts of relationship, but you'll never forget that good D. No, you'll, you will imagine mm-hmm. it. You will dream of it. You will masturbate to it for you'll, years to you'll come. You'll compare others to it for years to come. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm so glad they did him right. Cause every time he rolled up on the screen, I was like, I get it. He's a, he's a terrible person. I get it. Mm-hmm. But I get it. <laughs> I don't like it, but I get it. <laughs> All right. I don't like it, but I get it. Um, and yeah, I just thought like they had better chemistry than she did with the, with Kaden. But like, it was also just like, what are these terrible sex scenes? Give me something sexy. I'm glad you all agree. At least like that shower, like eating her out scene was like, oh, but that's what I expected. I was expecting like season one Bridgerton, you know, like. Yes. Yes. If I was to compare it to something relevant now, um, because, and also like, like I said, after the after movies, cause I've watched those and like, I'm like, oh, she's sexy. You know, it's only rated R. So I'm not, ex- we don't need it to be more than that, but I just wanted more. The sex scenes in the film were a very large letdown. Poor Caden Jr. did not perform. <laughs> Stop this. Like, I can't help it. I can't help it. Um, but also, okay, let me in the book. I was like, here's a note that I have when they're having sex, like, are going to have sex. I said, we love a consent king. So I appreciate yep. he checked in on her constantly to make sure, like, that she was good. And he was, I love, he's like, you better hold on. And I was like, oh, she's going for a ride, y'all. It's going for a ride. Yeah, he wasn't every step forward, every new base. He was like, and we're doing this, right? And you're okay with this, right? Mm -hmm. This is the thing that's happening in newer, like, romance or, like, smut books that I really appreciate because I feel like it's giving people a guide to have these conversations. Like, we, growing up, did not have guides about, like, how to have consent conversations. And it always felt this awkward or weird and, like, Consent conversations can and should be sexy, and I feel like they're writing them so well now and making yeah. them so sexy. And I feel like people coming up after us like have this great guidebook to have these really fun, sexy conversations that need to take place. Yeah, I appreciate it a lot too, because like you know, like that it's just not something we did. Like you said, we did not do that. We didn't have any kind of visual, film, television example of that, and so I appreciate that we're headed that way. After they sleep together for the first time, they like I think it's really cute how awkward they are because I think that's so relatable. After like something like that mm-hmm. happens, kind of out of nowhere, um, and then we kind of eventually get this story about Caden and we learn his trauma, right? Which is I think I think Kiki hates she hates that everyone has trauma because in this book everyone apparently has to have trauma um, about his parents dying, and then we learn that him and his sister were split up in the foster care system and like the foster family killed, like murdered her. And he has taken all of this onto himself, which I appreciate that they were trying to give him depth and some sort of something to, for why he was doing this, but it didn't make sense to me because none of it was his fault. And I just could not understand how he would take it upon himself as his fault. Yeah, this because is- we're too old and we're too healed is the problem. And I think that I have mixed feelings about the version in the movie and in the book. Because in the book, 
I felt like it was too much trauma, like too much trauma for trauma's sake, you know? Exactly. Yeah. And it they was, just it piled it on because everybody has to be angsty. Yes, exactly. But then in the movie, you find out his trauma and they've truncated it and made it just about his mom, who was an immigrant, and she worked really hard and she comes to pick him up from the party. But they kind of move on very quickly in the movie and I don't think they give it the space that it deserves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just, I feel like both the book and the movie just handle it so terribly. I'm like, maybe he just fights because he fights, you guys. Like, some people just have that in them. Yeah, yeah. Just let him fight. Or it could have been, like, you know, when I was growing up, I had met a girl who was adopted as a teenager. And um, before she was adopted, she used to fight on the streets of Russia for money, you know? So okay. that's <laughs> how she made her cash. She, like... She was the first 15-year-old I met who smoked cigarettes and drank alcohol because she grew up on the streets of Russia fighting for money. So, you know, if he's someone who's skated his way out of the foster care system, um, if he's trying to keep himself from going into the system to begin with, I feel like fighting to make money is something that he could have done, which is how the book outlined it. And something he holds on to because that's how he took care of his sister. You know, it didn't have to be like, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I killed her and it's my fault she's dead and it's my fault my parents are dead. Like, can you calm down, bro? <laughs> I like that this is where I'm healed and not with the men. It's fine. It says a lot about mm-hmm. me. It says a lot about me. <laughs> he needed to calm the F down and take a deep breath. Uh, yeah. Therapy. Therapy would have helped a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Right? (laughs) I mean, he gets it eventually. Um, I love the moment where, because I feel like it made their relationship more solid when he took her to visit the, like his parents' Mm -hmm. graveyard and stuff like that. And like that helped him share this story. And it showed that he cared for her and trusted her with something like this. Um, The way it's done in the movie where, you know, the photo thing happens where she's like, who's that? And he doesn't want to talk about it. But then, you know, you still get that moment with Jax being like, and you killed your family, right? Killer, killing your mom. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. So bad. Just bad. I was like, first of all, why are we coming from mama's Jax? But second of all, you know, uh, it was just, it, I preferred the version of the book over the movie mm-hmm. in this instance, personally. Speaking of things that we preferred, um, and I feel like we're getting here, so I'm just going to say it. The final fight, book yeah. versus movie. Yes. Talk about it. I preferred the book. I preferred the book. I preferred Me the book. Yeah. In, uh, in the book, he, Caden, uh, goes into the fight, and instead of fighting, he just taps out. And it's basically like, man, fuck you. Fuck Sienna. Fuck the fight. Like, I'm better than this, and I'm going to be better than this, and I'm done. And I prefer that to him, like, trying to fight with broken ribs like an idiot. Yeah, exactly. I didn't want him fighting with broken ribs um, like he did in the movie. And I really felt like it strengthened Caden to kind of see who he was to her and what Sienna was going through. You know, it made me understand why he broke up with her in the distance and all of that. Like, he was like, yo, I really like you. And I think you like me, but you're kind of really hung up on revenge, like driven by it. And you don't realize that it's cancerous to you. Like it is hurting you, 
And you, the biggest way to let someone go is to truly just let it go. Exactly. And that was like the lesson because he, she taught him to do that. She gave him the space to let go of his parents. So he was trying to give her the space mm-hmm. to let go of Jax. Him finishing the fight made him so much more immature. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, like here's here here's my thought. <laughs> um, I didn't. I like the book versus the movie. I don't like his reasoning behind it personally because the way it read to me, and I feel, and you know, again, this is how it came off to me, was that. He was mad that she was wanting the revenge that he already knew about in the beginning. Their whole relationship setup was her being like, yo, he fucked my sister. I want you to take him down and help me get revenge. And he was like, I'm about it because I want to beat him anyway. And now he's acting like he didn't know about any of that. And like she's just using him for revenge. And he doesn't want to be a part of revenge. I didn't see it that way. I saw it as he knew about it. He went with it. But they had been through so much together and they had grown in such a way that she should have been able to let it go. She helped him grow and get past the trauma of losing his family. He thought that she should have grown enough to let go of the need for revenge. And I agree with him. They had gotten to a place where, like, she's dating somebody new. She's pursuing ownership of the gym. Like, she's about her big girl business. Why do you still need to get revenge on Jackson? Like, why have you not grown the fuck up and moved on? It's her last bit of business, ladies. I'm still for her getting revenge. I'd be, I think I would be her. I'd be like, no, this is it. This is how we put the nail in the coffin as we try to get revenge. My, my plan has to come full, 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 like follow through the whole way through. Yeah. I don't know. I was just so like, not in the right place to side with Sienna, you know? Agreed. Sure. I was just like. Girl, grow. <laughs> exactly. I wanted her to grow. I think she did grow. I just think she still needed that final button to f- like fully let it all go. Mm-hmm. Girl, personally. take a trip then. Go like, to you know, like, get, your, get your head right and let it go. You don't need to fight <laughs> nobody. Knock it off. No, for sure. But then if she were to drop the revenge side of it, then he would just cancel the fight. Like that also doesn't make any sense to me. You know, he'd still, he wanted to beat Jax at one point as well and not just for revenge but just because like he lost to him the last yeah. time and that was the thing that the book in the movie kind of like uh did differently did and differently. i understand because yeah. as we've all said we don't really care about the fighting we don't want to watch rounds upon rounds upon rounds of people throwing hands not our thing yeah. um but yeah it was the fact that she witnessed this fight that all of a sudden was upended because of the cops. And then she was like, since there's going to be a rematch, I want you to take him down. I'm going to teach you how to take him down. And that's where the movie went. We're in the book circle back to her. Like, Oh, I wasn't such a, like, you know, Jack's haze, but I remember you, Caden, you were the guy that almost beat him. <laughs> he was so mad about that. Um, yeah. Why don't you, why don't I teach you how to take him down? You know, you want to win. Yeah. This is what you do. You almost beat him last time. I can make you beat him. Right. So for me, I don't I don't like the train of thought that went into getting us to that fight ending from the book, but I like the fight ending from the book yes, more than Yes, and I agree book. there. Because there was no fight in the book. Well, right. <laughs> she still gets punched in the face. <laughs> and I thought I thought they were going to get 
when watching the movie, I legit thought they weren't going to do that. And I was like, well, if they're not going to do that, what are they going to do? And so I'm glad it still happened because <laughs> that is the wake up moment for Jack. What? That's funny. You're like, I'm glad she got punched in the face. <laughs> Her TKO was great. <laughs> It's great. However, somehow she doesn't get a black eye. It's her face is perfect after getting socked by someone as strong and powerful as Jax. Okay. Yeah. I was no like bruising I, whatsoever. Yeah. I was like, None. Zero not- bruising. She would her whole side of the face would have been swollen for oh, weeks. Yeah. Probably months. You know, if he hit her so hard, everyone thought she died. Like, she's not yeah, okay. if you're on concussion watch, like, girl. Her jaw would have been wired shut. She would look like Kanye West. I know. She would have, like, her cheek would have been shattered. Any any of it. But at least, like, it still lends, like, because I when they changed the wedding to Brent and Evans also, and, like, Kaden and her go to that wedding, I'm like, how is this all going to end? Because we've already had the wedding from the, the four months later epilogue, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, I they kept most, like, they kept the actions the same, but the place is different. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, so he still runs off to go get therapy or whatever it is that he needs to do. She still forgives everyone, which I don't agree with. Yeah. Same. Um, she and Beth are besties living together. No, no. hard pass. Not after the last time. <laughs> Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice. I gotta beat you off now. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then, you know, they are, she's like going to become a fighter, which I think is awesome. And she's in the ring trading with Julian, who Julian looked exactly how I imagined. Oh, like they did a great job with that. And then Caden rolls up and they have this like lovely conversation and they, you know, get back together and he's going to support her and her fighting dreams. Uh, <laughs> I love that I end and everyone's like. Uh, yeah and the book ended yeah i love the scene they added where she got to fight in the ring mm-hmm. i thought that was great me too but i also knew it was a setup i'm like how did she not know this was a setup i saw it coming yeah well because she's just not she's not in that mindset right she's not in that i'm gonna be a fighter she's always like i'm gonna be a trainer and so i like that julian's like she's won her last three fights and you took her down in like a spar like easily so I liked that they did that for her to give her the strength and confidence in order to pursue what she actually wanted to do, which is to become an MMA fighter. Mm-hmm. Good for her. And Caden will be there. Caden with a K. That drives me crazy. We'll be there <laughs> to support her the whole way. So we, I think the, the movie and the book both take us on the same journey. We just took very different paths to get there. Yeah. I, okay. I'll give you that. Because they do. They do. Yeah. And I think, you know, if I didn't have so many Taylor Swift lyrics running through my head all the time, I wouldn't be so one way or another. Because Taylor has taught me, and I don't know if there's any Swifties out there listening to this, but, you know. There better be. (laughs) There should be. She's taught me that you can hold on to the BS and still move forward and that you can find happiness while being unhappy and both of those things can exist at the same time you know it's just like you don't need them sienna you need you girl you need to fix you you got Mm -hmm. baby Mm -hmm. and we all have to learn that lesson eventually she just learned it 
in a really rough way with her boyfriend sleeping with her sister. I will never get over it. No. I'll never get over it. No. Yeah. Any other thoughts about the book or the movie that I did not write a note about that you wanted to bring up? I think we hit the big guns. Yeah. I was just going to say, am I the only person who feels like Evans and Brent got married too quickly? I mean, a little bit. No. <laughs> only because they've been friends for years. And I think that kind of speeds up your timeline. Because mm-hmm. all that time of getting to know each other and getting to know each other's habits and who they are, like all that's been done. So now they're just seeing how they work as an actual unit. And we all know in the Alphabet Mafia community, a week is a year. Yep. So that you held. I'm good with it. Yeah, I was just like, yeah. I my oh. note was literally like, this is giving me lesbian vibes. Like y'all went real, 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 real fast. Like four months later. Look, I'm only, <laughs> I'm only halfway there, and I'd be trying to U-haul with every person I meet, and y'all know this about me. <laughs> it's true though. Like, I mean, I've done it. I, we've all been guilty of it. I feel. No, I don't know. Kiki, I don't want to speak that for you. Girl. I will. I'm so good with distance that it makes people mad. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I've already talked about it. If I was ever on Love is Blind, which is the one dating show I would do, I'd be like, I'd say yes to someone in the pods and then have full conversations about like, look, we can say n- yes at the altar and not sign the papers. Or we can say no at the altar and still date. I would be open no, to I, all No, there of are it. little things that I feel like I have to know before I ever agree to something. You know, there are things I can tolerate with friends and roommates that I could never tolerate with <laughs> a significant other. When I want what I want, I want what I want. <laughs> and if I didn't know those things before, moving in with someone, love is blind, would never work for me. Because I'd move into your house and I'd be like, I'm going to kill you. Filthy. You eat weird. I don't like the way you sound when you chew. Like <laughs> so many little things. That sounds like a conversation for your therapist. Well, we've <laughs> talked about it, and she said, "Girl, when you meet the right person, you won't get the ick so easily." And I said, "Great, waiting for you." Amazing, awesome, ladies. Well, thank you for talking through and reading this book with me to set us off. Um, next, we are going to kind of go back to our Twilight days a little bit, not actual Twilight, but in the vibe of reading a book that we read as youths, as adults, because there's a mo- new movie coming out. So we are going to dive into the Hunger Games series that I have not read since before those movies even came out, like early 20s when those books came out. So I'm kind of excited about it and also not because I did not love the first book of that series either. <laughs> Yeah, um, I never read Hunger Games. I know, so I'm excited for you to read it because you've only seen the movies. I've only seen the movies, but I like the movies, but there are things I have issues with in the movies. And then I ask you guys questions and you're like, no, it happens in the book. And then you guys will be like, just read the book. And I'm like, but I need to know. Because like, when you watch the movies, I'm like, why? Did she choose PETA? You know, I will never agree with that choice. At least I don't think I will. We'll see. We'll see. And I'm just like, is, does Gail do worse in the books? That and you guys are like, no. And I'm like, someone give me something. I need to know if I can build to this ending in narrative. Yeah, that happened in the movies. We'll find, but I, we'll I, find out. We'll find out. It's all brand new for, for now. Me. Jordan, are you looking forward to it? Um, I am excited about the Hunger Games. I haven't 
read them. They came out. So like 10 years ago, 15 years ago, early 20s time. Um, and I had very strong opinions then. So I want to know if I still do that. Exactly. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm brand new. So this is going to be fun. Because I'm always the one who's like, eh, <laughs> I can't, I won't finish it even though I've had six weeks. <laughs> Disrespectful. Look, like I said, once I, once I get the ick, it's over. <laughs> Look, you just got to eat your peas. Sometimes we got to do things we don't like to finish projects we hate. Hey, ain't that the truth? You know, when money's involved, maybe, but this is a passion project. <laughs> Eat your peas. <laughs> no one pays me to hang out we with you because we like it. Okay. Wow. Uh, but yeah, amazing. Well, I'm looking forward to reading those with you guys. And, and Kiki, I can't wait because you've never read them before. So I'm really excited to like get your thoughts. Uh, so that will be the next book series over the next couple months. We're going to do one book at a time. Uh, and then we'll read that new book that's going to have the movie. It was like the snake, the songbird, and the something. It's the ballad of snakes and songbirds. There it is. <laughs> Ballads of the snakes and songbirds. President Snow's origin story. See, Stephanie Meyer? President Snow's origin story. This is how you keep it going. Anyway. Right. Um, That's it. So until next month, guys. I'll see you guys later. What the forks? <laughs> <laughs> I know we need to fork, fork off. Do we keep our same fork signature off? side off? Mm-hmm. Right? I don't no. know. Guys. Smell you later. Smell you later. Smell <laughs> <Smell> you later. <laughs> I'm done. Goodbye. Good.